My name is Jenny Bowden, and I believe that having the life of your dreams starts with doing things every single day that you're probably not very good at yet. I hope you come to this podcast daring to dream, daring to light your heart on fire, but also realizing that the end results of your efforts right now might be pitiful, might be so much less than you imagined they would be, and that that is okay. That is just the way it should be. Okay, we are back, and this week I have my aunt with us today, my Aunt Marilyn. Um, Hi, Marilyn. Hi, Jen. Good to be here. I am so excited um, to talk to you about this topic, and my aunt, like, you guys are so lucky because I have the coolest friends and the coolest relatives, and you get to hear from lots of them on this podcast, Um, and Marilyn's no exception to that. She really is doing a lot of really interesting things these days. And if, if someone is listening to this podcast and wants to hear more from you or wants to find you on Instagram or any of those places, where, where would they look, Marilyn? Uh, they should look, under, look at Parents Aware. And uh, my website is parentsaware.info. Okay, and then you also... I also co-host a podcast, and it is called Media Savvy Moms, and that can be found at MediaSavvyMoms.com or Media Savvy Moms on iTunes. Awesome. So tell us just a little bit more about what you do with Parents Aware, just so we know where you come from, and maybe okay, a little so- bit about yourself, too. Oh, dear. Okay. So I, uh, I coach parents on how to talk to their kids about pornography and I do that through a blog and and speaking and uh really just anybody who will listen to me (laughs) that's what I do (laughs) but uh it has an origin story so I don't know if you want to get into that right away and or yeah I do where you want to go with that and the reason we're kind of thinking it would be fun to do a podcast together and I was searching a little bit for a topic and I really like Marilyn's story into how she got into all of this stuff with parents aware and how like what kind of lit the fire for you I guess um because go ahead yeah our topic what we wanted to talk about today is about um failure and how failure can actually be a catalyst for the greatest things that will ever happen in your life. It can be your greatest motivator. It can be um, kind of fuel for the fire, I guess. And so, yeah, tell us a bit about how you got going with all of this, because I think that really ties in. Okay. So I was listening to your podcast, actually, and I think it was the episode where you were packing up. It was like feeling really stuck. And, yes. I, and you've changed your intro to your podcast and it, it talks about, um, you know, doing things, finding your, your dream by doing things you're really bad at. And that's when I messaged you and I said, Jen, I need to be on your podcast yeah. <laughs> because I do things that I'm really bad at every single day. So I knew that I had something to offer your, yeah. your, your conversation. 
So, and this, especially what I'm doing right now, like I've failed at a lot of things in my life. Um, but, you know, I don't get down on myself too much. Um, try, try not to. But uh, I got into blogging about um, pornography and how to have successful conversations with your kids about pornography when I realized that I was really bad at talking to my kids about pornography. And the, the irony of that was that I was in the, I was just finishing up my degree in family life and communication. So, and then I'm, I'm studying these courses on adolescent psychology, child psychology and family communication. Uh And I'm reading how I have to have these, these open dialogues with my kids or should if that's what I if I want to have healthy children right (laughs) and I'm and I know that I'm stuck I am stuck on this conversation that I've never been comfortable talking to my kids about sex and my kids my kids are grown at at this point in time like I still had an eight-year-old but I also had a 21-year-old or something and, like that. And I love you telling this story because I imagine that you are very similar to my own mother because you yes. guys are sisters. We're right? basically twins, but six years apart. Yeah, which is, <laughs> which is funny because my sister, Beth, is six years apart from me and we kind of consider ourselves very, very similar too uh-huh. um, in the way we approach things. But I just... Things like that were so painful with my mom. In fact, it just didn't happen almost at all, except Beth and I both were actually reminiscing about this today when we were talking about this podcast, have this image kind of burned into our minds of the first time we got our periods and Uh my mom coming to us and she couldn't even look us in the eye. And she, she just kind of like looked like slightly away from where our heads were. So she hands us this box of tampons and it's almost the exact same in both. We were just relating stories back Uh and forth and it's like she rolls through it or sorry, not tampons. It would have been pads and like rolls through it as fast as she possibly can, just gets it over with. And then it's like done. Oh, and, and Beth tells this horror story of that she was so uncertain about how to use the pads that she'd been given that she actually she didn't realize there was like a a sticky thing at the back that uh-huh. you could peel off. So she bobby pinned them to oh. her underwear. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Belle, that we're doing this to you. <laughs> Well, it wasn't just her. Like, there's a lot of moms in this category, right? I remember and my... I, I didn't have girls, so I never had... I, I kind of felt bad that I never got to redeem myself through this. But, Not um, in the girl thing, anyways. Well, I remember, just so my mom doesn't feel bad, I remember a, a, a friend, Chelsea, trying to put in a tampon for the first time, and she didn't realize that you had to take out the applicator. So she just was like walking around all day and like, just talking like, oh my gosh, tampons are like crazy uncomfortable, you guys. And we're like, oh yeah, like they I must be. not be laughing. <laughs> but um, 
I don't know why none of them were smart enough to read the box. I just read the box. Like it's not that hard. <laughs> okay. So um, after we've thrown your mom under the bus, I will let you know that I decided at this time that I would approach my kids and cause I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to change, but I needed to see where I was at. So I talked to one of my older boys and I said to him, okay, be honest, but on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate me on being open, talking about sex and things like pornography? And he gave me a three. So does just to put things in context. And I, I wasn't that surprised that he gave me a three. <laughs> so how did, like coming from where you were in this, how did even saying those words to your son feel? Like just the, just the little quiz. It was a little squeamish, but it, yeah. had it had to be done. You just ripped it off like a Band-Aid, hey? Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. And it, it, so from there, you know, I wasn't, so I was magically cured overnight. <laughs> what was that, Jen? So, oh, I was just saying, so you're a three at this point. You know you're a three out of oh, ten. I, uh-huh. <laughs> I just oh, wanted I, to emphasize that. That's all. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> what any sane person with a three would do and I started a blog about that very topic about sex (laughs) about pornography really about pornography so I was concerned I don't think I started the blog right away but I I knew that I had I knew that the world we live in was not the world that I grew up in and my kids there's just too much accessibility um to High, highly sexualized content. You were really the first, like the first generation of moms to have to deal with the internet on that level, right? Like, yeah, I, we're just realizing that we have to have a conversation that was never, never given to us. Like, forget the period talk, like, forget the birds and the bees. Um, so, we, yeah. I had to figure out how to, to, to backtrack and learn how to do those things so I could go beyond that. Right. It was suddenly realizing why those conversations are so important. Yeah, why they actually matter. (laughs) Besides, you know, there's a lot of reasons why they matter, but now uh, it seemed like they mattered so much more. Okay, so. so first of all, I wanted to, I have this article that I shared with you and it just, it's from Forbes magazine and it has just some kind of like tips as to how okay. to make failure awesome, basically, instead <laughs> of, <laughs> instead of really sad. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to, before we head into that kind of digress for just a second and give you a book recommendation because I've been meaning to, I just feel like the world needs to know about this. Um, have you heard of Rachel Hollis? I just listened to Rachel Hollis today on uh, Amy Porterfield's podcast. Actually, yesterday. Oh, I love, cool. love, loved it. Ah, yeah, she, she is, is wonderful. Okay, so what you need to do is somehow get a hold of the book, Girl, Wash Your Face. Okay. And I just sent my mom a text message the same end being like, oh, you need to, I, just, <laughs> I just finished listening to it. I was too cheap to actually buy it, of course. Um, so I wait, had to wait for like 50 people ahead of me to d- be done with it at the library. But okay. I've listened to it now. 
And but you will be mortgage free by 43, Jen. <laughs> right. So, so we'll all pay off. <laughs> and I've recommended the book to her enough to, to enough people that I feel okay that I haven't bought it. Like I'm I'm good with Rachel Hollis, you know? We're okay. <laughs> um but anyway, she has this great chapter um on sex and she I think she titles it or she talks about it as seven years of bad sex. And she talks about, um, and without being crass or without being like, I don't know, she has this way of being fun and not awkward about the Mm -hmm. whole thing when, um, and just talking about basically her failures and feeling really uncomfortable with sex. And I thought that is such a good insight to have like as we as moms or as parents or as whoever that's trying to influence the this generation that's immersed in pornography essentially like whether we like it or not right there's just so much of it um what a great thing to realize that we need to up our comfort level with sex itself too yeah like that was just it kind of clicked for me as I read her chapter anyway yeah you'll love it definitely part of the conversation that that's changed in our family is that we we're we talk to our boys about how real sex is is enjoyable and actually like way better than porn so uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it doesn't just give you a dopamine rush and then leave you forever yeah there's leave you wanting more so uh, intimacy there's emotion there's all sorts of things yeah so we talk yeah. about that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this article was written by Susan Tardancio. I don't know if that's how you say her name, but I just decided to go for it. Um, and the first thing she says is that when you're confronting failures, it's really important not to make it personal. Mm. And okay. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard. That's really hard. So I started doing so I didn't really intend to come on here and talk about pornography as much as getting started as I suppose an entrepreneur in this yeah. field. And oh my goodness, so many days I wanted to give up. I just didn't think I could do it. I was such a little voice taking on a $97 billion industry. Like, well, who was I to be involved in this conversation? I didn't have um, any letters behind my name. I didn't have a social work degree. I didn't have a counseling degree. And who am I to be in this conversation? And so there was a lot of up and down. And I just had to get over it. I, ha- I had to get over that with support from friends and a couple of key people in my life. And knowing that your grandmother would never forgive me if I gave up. <laughs> that was a key part of it. <laughs> because she was an actor. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I first and told I... people that I was going to write a blog, because um, I, I, I got in touch with Fight the New Drug, and I got in touch with actually an individual who did the animation for Fight the New Drug that lives near me. And I just reached out to him. And he's like, oh, a blog's a lot of work. Like almost as if I don't think you know what you're getting into. And he was right. I didn't. But that didn't mean I wasn't determined and wasn't going to stick with it. Um, 
And I love that because I think that's a trap that's so easy to fall into as a mom with kids because the bottom line of that life plan of having kids is that you're always going to be in this place where you're really detached from a lot of things. Like that's just when you have little, little kids, especially infants, that's so immersive and very isolated as well. And so, yeah, there's, there's not, there probably weren't that many chances for you to learn how to like code in your day <laughs> with young babies yes, they, or anything like that. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I will admit, I don't know how to code still, but fortunately there are programs <laughs> that, that help you cheat a lot, but yeah, but they're still hard. Yeah, no, like, they're still overwhelming. Huge learning curve. You think you just plug it in and it works, but no. I had to. I've learned a lot. I know how to turn and on my computer. Mar- <laughs> well, and Marilyn's website is beautiful. Like it's actually really oh. stunning. Um, and that's that's not easy to do as someone who is just not very comfortable, especially with technology in that way. Right? Like that was. That was a big deal to create that. It was. And I did, like, every, as I said, there were so many things that wanted I wanted to quit. And that was one of them, the technology. It's like, really? I can't. You want me to learn what? So, but it, eventually it comes together. You, you, you Google and you YouTube enough things, you figure it out. Yeah. So just kind of putting those things away from you mm-hmm. and, re- like, realizing this isn't this isn't an eternal character trait of mine that I can't do this this is just something I don't know how to do and eventually if I keep coming at it from different angles I'm going to know how to do it over time I and I am very proud of myself for some of the things I've accomplished and you should be proud thank you big deal like even just creating that website is a big deal and then some of the other things you did on top of that are just so astounding. Um, so the next point is to take stock, learn, and adapt. Okay. <laughs> and I think you kind of touched on that a little bit already. Um, I really I- like this idea of I, I've I heard this analogy of a sandbox and it's something that NASA apparently uses um, when they're talking about risk. So um, what are like, what are some potential risks that we're okay with? And like, what is like, how much, um, how much can we invest in this? How much can we risk? And this is basically our playground or a play area to figure something out. and I, I like that because when we think of failures, just at, like we set parameters for ourselves in which there is room for kind of like planned failures, then that really makes it really accessible for us and really okay, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would always get on down on myself um, that I have all these unfinished projects and like you, I, I like to rip my house apart. And, and I, I could only see what wasn't done. And then 
I really, I found a picture. I was going through uh, this pile of papers. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. And I found this picture of our house when we first moved into it. And I was shocked mm -hmm. at how ugly it was. <laughs> and I realized that I had done so much. And like, that is better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the things that I, I was, I was looking at all the things that I hadn't finished, but who's to say, like, why are we trying to be finished per se, as long as we're moving in the right direction. So before, before I'd started the parents aware, I had dabbled a little bit on, um, on a, on a blog and it was a blog following my, our home improvements and it was called surviving the details. I was trying mm -hmm. to help me get things done. And there was a bit of a, uh, there was a moment in my life where I had to, I, a few years back where I, I was like, well, I need to, I felt the need to, to make a kind of a transition and I couldn't really explain it. There was something that happened in our family that was, that was pretty traumatic. And so I guess I had a little identity crisis or, but this is what got me on to wanting to start a career of sorts. And I think I just thought I'd walk down the street and get a job. Um, but in my field, and I, where am I going with this? So I, I said, you know, why, why did I do surviving the details? Why did I waste my time on that? And it was my husband, you know, your uncle Stephen, who said, what do you mean? Why did you waste your time on that? Like that was the building block that taught you how to prepare for what you're doing now. So mm -hmm. I didn't, it's not that I, I didn't fail because I didn't complete that. Like that was a transitional period. I used that and I learned from it. And now it's taken me where I am right now. So and who's pretty say cool. that you didn't complete it, right? Like you, I think sometimes we think of endings as failures, like just because something ends, it's, mm -hmm. it's a failure, but I, I like um, the article that we're referencing even talks about how really, truly successful people view failures more as stepping stones than anything else. They're just pointing yeah. them in and um, letting them learn and discovering, which is really cool to think about. Yeah, it. I had a thought and it just left me. So let's just keep going. <laughs> Number Number three is to stop dwelling on it. Ooh, that one's hard. Hey, like, uh -huh. just yeah. To, yeah, to see something that seems so big in your mind and so overwhelming and so crazy and to just realize, yeah, that's like, that already happened. So what am I doing now? Or, or when you really do fall flat on your face, like when you, when you get that, when you've been preparing for an exam or you've been preparing for this big test or this big momentous thing. Yeah. It's funny that you bring up tests um, because that was actually a, a, a specific test that I had one at one point in my life was the thing that kind of triggered this topic for me. Um, and that this was something we need to talk about when I was in grade eight, I was homeschooled up until that point in my life. And my mom, I had heard about this math test last minute that was kind of to see if homeschoolers were at grade level in their math. Mm -hmm. And 
I went to the test completely unprepared, but I had been doing math every day. So I thought it would be fine. And I took the test and it was the first test I'd ever taken in my life. Wow. And guess what I scored? You want me to guess? No. Did you get three out of 10? <laughs> 44%. I don't remember. I just remember the 44. Like I can see how that 44% was written still in my mind to this day. Uh-huh. Um, and I knew I wasn't amazing at math, but I didn't think I was 44% bad at math. I, like I had no idea that that could ever be an option. But obviously as I was taking the test, I started to come closer to that realization because I didn't know any of the answers. Anyways, I remember staring at that number and just staring at it. Mm -hmm. And obviously you think a lot of thoughts when you're kind of in that dwelling mentality. And then all of a sudden I just had this little phrase come into my head, just pull your socks up. And so, so I wrote on my wall, I wrote, make failure your greatest motivation because I was a very serious child. Yes, this is age 13 you're doing this at. Yeah, and I slapped (laughs) it on the wall beside my bed and I opened the math test and I started with the first question that I didn't understand and I figured out how to do it. And then I, the next day I went to the next one and I used that math test as a guide to get at grade level. And I found uh-huh. out later that the reason I wasn't at grade level with my math is because we were using a U.S. math curriculum, and it was just a little behind what was being done in Canada in grade eight, which is sure. fun. So it would have been yeah. really stupid of me to be devastated by that. Like, that would have been ridiculous. Well, I, I have an example for you. So yeah. I am one of your very faithful listeners, Jen. I oh. want you to know that. And I listen to your podcast. I've already referred to it once. So um, Mortgage Free by 43. Well, your aunt Marilyn is um, 49 and doesn't see the end of her mortgage anywhere in sight. So I get off that. I get off of listening to that and think, oh, man, like, what's my plan here? I've got to make some plans. And I could have, I kind of had that moment where I was feeling pretty sorry for myself like this is never going to happen and then I was like well what would Jen do (laughs) and I knew that I've been working on this business of mine building it up building it up building it up but I have to take that action and and um you know not just get information out there but start to make it start to monetize it yeah you have to make $600 more a month is what you need to do. Yeah. So I have a plan now. So instead of dwelling on how big my mortgage is, I started to have a plan. Now, I don't have my $600 in my pocket yet, but I have an action plan on how to get clients. Are you going to do my plan where you just call your mortgage and change it? No. No. I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> Maryland. That's okay. I forgive you. Yeah. You still figure it out. I just did that because I need deadlines or else I don't do anything ever. So deadlines are good. Yeah. Yep. If you do yourself, then I trust you to make it happen. Okay. Um, okay. Fourth point. Release the need for approval of others. 
Okay, I feel like I, I mentioned this earlier because I'm, I'm not very good at following lists. But when I first started putting the word out there, and actually this came from the podcast I just listened to about with from Rachel Hollis too. She confirmed my theory here. Okay. Uh, I maybe planted it in my the seed in my mind. But when I first tell people, told people that I was going to start this podcast, because and the reason I did it, I didn't just do it because I needed to make a podcast. I did it because I I, I honestly thought I would go find the organization in my area that needed a volunteer or needed an employee, and I was going to be that perfect fit for them. Right. And I started looking around and realized that nobody, in, at least at that time, was having this conversation. Mm-hmm. My friends were having this conversation, but there was no nonprofit organization that was specifically addressing how to talk to kids about pornography or the need to talk to kids about pornography. Um, that is certainly not in Canada. Um, yeah, like obviously in the States, you have Fight the New Drug, but even they don't really do, like, they're not talking no, children. I called them. I called them and said, like, okay, I'm, who, who, who on your team talks to, to parents? And then, and this was a few years back too. And they're, do, they're certainly doing more to talk, to, to address that. And they've done amazing things. So no criticism there, but they just said, you know, that's not our thing. We we're targeting millennials. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so I just had to, I just started it because I didn't have an alternative and that's, that's how that happened. But I still get people looking at me saying like, and Maybe this is me, my perception of them, but I, I don't blame them if they look at me and say, oh, is that really how you want to spend all your time? <laughs> so I just have to. It's kind, of, it's kind of a dismal subject sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, it is. In fact, I had, I had a pretty crummy day today because of something that I, that came across my desk, but I tried it. That's that's what I try to do is try not to make it dismal. This is, these right. are, this is a solution oriented um, approach that we're taking. So we are, and when I, when I'm on my podcast with Melody, we, we just have a good time. I know that sounds so irreverent or so it, we're not irreverent, but it's, we're, no, it sounds great. we're just real. We're, we're still moms. We still have, silly things happen and so we we try to incorporate our real life into this conversation I love it mm-hmm. yeah just so you know I haven't told you this yet but Marilyn actually gifted me a copy of a children's book um good pictures bad pictures mm-hmm. and I read it with my kids as soon as we got it because we love books and but honestly I had no idea that I would need it so soon like and don't get me wrong we talk about sex we talk about like even my oldest is seven and we've had various conversations at his level obviously mm-hmm. and so we had kind of had that covered and but I was happy to have the additional resource and um and it was like a few months later that Hiram was using the iPad and he I think he had, he was just learning how to spell. So he tried to type in the word videos mm-hmm. into Google search bar on the iPad. And he's, he's not allowed to use the iPad on his own. So we're right there in the room. So he types in videos and he spells it wrong. 
Uh-huh. And what comes up, the first hit, and he's trying to obviously search for Hot Wheels videos, um, but the first hit that comes up is a very graphic, like something more graphic than I've ever seen personally, yeah. website that's uh-huh. pornographic. And I was devastated. Oh my goodness, Marilyn. Like we're uh-huh. so low tech in our home. We have one computer and it's a laptop and it's mostly just kept in a drawer. And I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, I didn't think we were going to do this this early. Yeah. But the wonderful thing about it was that immediately as soon as he saw saw it, he was like, mom, there's a bad picture. Oh. And I was like, yay. Hey, thank you for sharing that. Yes. Yeah. I've been meaning to text you or call you about it forever. And it just keeps slipping my mind. But um honestly like it was so nice to just feel like he knew what it was and he knew to come get me and he knew we could talk about and he's right here right now listening to this podcast because he Hans isn't home and he's too excited to go to bed um but he he heard that story hi And he looked up at me and he said, that was the right thing to do, wasn't it, mom? And he's just like, he got to feel pumped about the experience and he got to feel like, I don't know, it just made it okay. Like it made a really sad, horrible situation. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So I have two things to say that I have to say. So since I've changed the, my, you know, since I've, use my failure of how to talk to my kids about sex and motivated myself to have better conversations. We have like, it has improved our relationship across the board. Like I feel so much closer to my kids because I've allowed them. I've given them this opportunity to have these mature conversations, obviously at their level, but they know that I'm sharing with them something important and they feel really good about that. Yes. And the, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I love that. Because like you said, it's a kind of like abysmal subject. Sometimes people wonder why you do it. Sometimes you wonder why you do it, but you know, you're supposed to do it. So you just reject all the voices in your head and from everyone else that tells you no. And then all the ships rise. Everything gets better because you're focusing on something that you know you need to be doing, right? The other thing I want to say is when I was searching, I didn't find any resources and I didn't find any organizations. And we're still very, very minimal in Canada, although there are a couple of really great organizations. But as I've as I've grown in in what I'm doing and as I've got to meet more people, I've discovered that there are people having this conversation or there are wonderful organizations out there. And in fact, somebody called me the other day just to show you how important the little voice is. So mm-hmm. I have on my website, I have a link to, you know, if you want me to do a live presentation, give me a, give me a shout. And this, I got an email, like, I'm interested in your live presentation. So I was like, Oh my gosh, I got, a, I got somebody who wants me. <laughs> and then I, I emailed them right back and said, you know, I can talk to you tomorrow. Well, this woman lives in Texas, you know, with, and so, and in talking to her, I realized that she didn't really want a live presentation, but she wanted to get involved in the movement. Oh, and cool. I said, well, how did you find me? Like, I, I said, have you heard of Protect Young Minds? And Protect Young Minds is the organization whose, um, uh, who's, uh, 
connected with the book that you you referenced. Right. Good to That's bad. Right. I think because it says it on the book somewhere probably. Yeah. And so it's a fairly well-established organization. And then she said, no, I hadn't. And then I asked her, well, have you heard of Fight the New Drug? Like, I'm trying to give her resources. And she hadn't. And I was like, honestly, how did you find me? Like, I don't have that many followers. And she just Googled um, pornography awareness and I came up. And so I just felt so proud of myself that I could answer her questions. And not only that, that I could point her in the right direction because I wanted that so badly a few years ago I wanted to be able to call somebody up and say look where do I find the answers to all my questions Mm -hmm. and I I didn't have anyone to to talk to that's why I started talking to myself online (laughs) (laughs) I love it I think you kind of answered our like discussed around our last point right there too which is uh, try a new point of view. Number five, right? Like you're in this place where, um, I, yeah, you don't know where to go. And so you have to just come from this whole new place that you never, like basically starting your own company, <laughs> which yep. is not an easy thing, but really awesome. So, yeah, so not, not just starting a company, but uh, I, or an organization, but I didn't have someone to talk to. And so I I had to realize that nobody was going to come find me. I had to be that voice. That was my change, my point of view. Yeah, you started the conversation, basically, which is amazing. Yeah, and I love that moment that you share where, like, someone actually comes to talk to you for the, like, almost reaches out from Texas, and you're looking over your shoulder being like, well, you could go see if I have a new drug, and then suddenly realize, like, oh, no, like, it's me. It's me. (laughs) I'm (laughs) for this, actually. Yeah, no, I wasn't trying to send her away. I was just curious, like, how she found me when I don't have great SEO. I don't have, you know, but it's all the little voices make a big difference in this kind of movement. So I've, I felt. Absolutely. And in anything, too, mm-hmm. like anything that you want to make change in. Um, yeah, it's just so important to, to put your, put yourself like as much as you can do to do it so if you're passionate about it just do it just do it that is such a good note to end on that is the theme of this podcast oh wait no that's nike but anyway (laughs) marilyn i love you i'm so grateful for all the good you're bringing into the world and uh for being on my podcast today i really appreciate it thanks jen loved being here okay have a great night you too bye At this point, you are probably so filled with new ideas and new insights, and you just need to talk to another person about how it's all going to go down in your life. Visit me on Instagram. I'm Jenny Bowden there as well, and I'm always happy to answer any direct messages. But while you're there, make sure you throw up a screenshot on your stories or something that'll connect your community to this podcast so that you'll always have someone to chat with about an episode that you love. Mm